Welcome, welcome to 561 Music. My name's Ben. And I'm Hector. How's it going, Hector? It's going fantastic. How are you? Yeah, I'm chill, man. Um, got any interesting facts for us today? Um, yeah, a couple of things. I just got back from uh, Minnesota. Did a did a uh, Ghostbusters street painting there. It was That's pretty awesome. fun. Yeah, yeah, I saw it, man. It looked it amazing. Was about, uh, I think it was about 15 feet wide and 25 feet tall, and it was a collaboration with my friend Tanya. And yeah, it was good times, man. It was really awesome. Like how yeah. what when you do those kind of festivals, is it organized by the city? Uh, depends on the festival. Um, right. This particular one uh, is organized by a fellow artist. Um, he's uh, on their board and stuff, and put, helps put it together. And, and then they bring everybody in. It's in Minnesota, but it's uh, it's like a little suburb. It's not really Minneapolis. It's Arbor Lakes yeah. is the area. So um, this is held at the shops of Arbor Lakes. So of course, the shops at Arbor Lakes have a big hand in it, and then they get a gotcha. bunch of sponsors and things like that. So yeah, quite a nice way to see the place. You know, when you a musician you just see the van the club and a takeaway place yeah that's it and like gas stations yeah you know yeah, yeah, yeah. so you know so you get to get out in the days and kind of you know yeah speak no. to people and yeah stuff. no it's, cool. it's real, real fun man i mean you get out you you uh you do the artwork you're talking to a lot of people you're taking breaks and checking stuff out you know in the, in the immediate area and you have plenty of time in the in the afternoon evenings or whatever to walk around and that's taking awesome. some of the sites and stuff so yeah yeah um this time this time i didn't get out too far I didn't venture too far out from the area the hotel and everything but i mean i've been there before for this festival and i've i've flown in like a day early or stayed a day late and went and did like paisley palace and you know did a tour oh, there right, just yeah. did stuff like that yeah so yeah, just kind of yeah. Taking the sites. but yeah it's always fun man. so is it the same one as you've done before this one same fest i've done this festival before yeah yeah i gotcha yeah yeah, that's awesome, man. I've, I was watching your progress online. It looks amazing. Thank you, man. I love that you can do that. It's very impressive. <laughs> anyway, we uh, we have uh, Dominic Delaney on the show today. How's it going, man? It's it's going very well right now. Cool. Nice. How are you guys? Yeah, we're all right. How? Are yeah, I guess we're fine. You know, Doing all right. Hanging kicking. in there. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> all right. Cool. So, um, yeah, um, you know, we know each other mainly just from being musicians. Knowing a lot of the same people and speaking to each other, I speak quite a lot online. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, well, and that's where minutes ago, and that's where like the past year has been pretty weird for everybody. Like you know, where I've, for instance, I think we we did meet prior to COVID. I think at yeah. a few brew house shows. Yep. So I've definitely seen the Killbillies live uh, multiple times. Right. Um, but it's always crazy in bars and stuff. Yeah. Sure. Um, yeah. But yeah, like the yeah, past year, met, I've yeah. met a lot of people that, um, it, like, where you started to have these relationships that were just online because yeah. everybody was pretty much told to stay at home, yeah. and and so that that was weird. Now I'm running into people that are like, "Hey, you're that guy, and yeah. you don't look like your profile picture." It's like, <laughs> "Well, you don't look like yours." <laughs> it's, it's it's a weird time we're in. You know, I had. Sort of almost, apart from promoting the band, I'd I'd almost put like Facebook to bed, but then the pandemic came and it's like it's just got its claws in me like crazy again. <laughs> yeah, yeah. On social media, it's too much. Well, and that yeah. definitely like I've gotten to the point where I've noticed like, have you ever closed an app and then gone to open another one? And it's the same one. I do. Yeah, that. I do that daily. I will close Facebook and go to do something, and I'll open Facebook. I again. do that as well. I'm like that's yeah. not good. <laughs> like that's a red flag. Muscle, muscle memory for Facebook. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so that's something I've been trying to cut back on, like, like my profile. These like a lot of people are into like talking about politics or you know stuff like that, and I have political views that don't agree with other people's and stuff. I don't need to 
put them on Facebook. Sure. If you go to my profile, you're going to find great cat videos and like <laughs> yeah. only quality memes. I don't share anything that's half-assed. I reckon about once a month I'll say something controversial and either regret it because I get into the most pointless arguments or immediately take it down. <laughs> yeah. I don't do that And that's where anymore. it's like I have friends on like both sides of it, friends who like uh, shy away from confrontation about their moral beliefs and then I have friends who like just kind of like to stir the pot. Yeah. And like they'll just throw out something knowing that people are going to go off on oh, it. Oh, absolutely, you know? yeah. And so, I'll sit there and I'll read it. Just, people <laughs> but, just poke the bear. Yeah, yeah, for sure. And that's where uh, like I've um, I've pretty much become comfortable with my moral beliefs and uh, that extends out to, I guess, musical beliefs and then lifestyle beliefs. And apart from that, like my, I think just the main rule everybody should have is just don't be a dick. Like, oh, yeah. just be cool to other people and then everything should be fine. Yeah. Uh, Dominic Delaney's life rule. Yeah, don't exactly. Don't be a dick. Exactly. <laughs> it's number one. Just Absolutely. don't be a dick. Yeah. <laughs> goes a long way. It goes a long way not being a dick. <laughs> Unfortunately, there's a, there's a lot of dicks. I'm probably included in those dicks. So it is what it is. <laughs> there, are, there are a lot of dicks. <laughs> Nobody, at this, Nobody at this table, but there are a lot of dicks. <laughs> <laughs> I know. I did, yeah, I, I said it, and then I felt bad, and I felt like I had to qualify it. But like, I'm a dick, too. <laughs> but anyway, um, yeah, let's get back to the music here. So um, we like to ask people where their kind of musical origins kind of come from and stuff like that. And so my first kind of couple of questions I tend to blend them together is, why did you start? And what were your earliest? What were your earliest musical influences? Like, what were your parents playing to and stuff like that? I think I have probably hands down the best uh, first concert story. Oh yeah, any, that anybody's ever heard. Like, my mom was at the time. Like, I was a little kid. I was probably like eight or nine. I thought that she was like a reporter for the Sun Sentinel. It turns out she just sold like advertisements in the Sun Sentinel, which is a newspaper here, um, and. Somehow, my dad had got tickets to Jeff Beck and B.B. King down at Meisner in Boca. And um, my mom threw, like, some Sun Sentinel card or something and got us backstage. And so we met Jeff Beck, who was, like, my dad's guitar hero. Um, Everybody's guitar hero. Yeah, and then B.B. King, uh, I got to sit on his bus at 10 years old. I thought I was hot shit. I had, like, this, like, bandana from, like, a Halloween costume, like a pirate (laughs) costume. I thought I was hot shit. He let me sit on his bus. and um, That's super cool. I remember I was bummed out, like, I didn't get a pick that he had thrown out. And he was like, Leroy, come here, man. Grab my boy a pick. He gave me a pick. Still have it. Like You still have it? Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah, we had the same birthday, too, September 16th, me and B.B. King. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah, so that was really cool. My dad was kind of uh, a heavy metal head. Um, That's pretty cool. It is, and, like, uh, there's times where, like, with any musician's parents where they kind of look at you like, what are you doing? Like, you're trying to do music? And I always kind of say to him, like, Dad, you took me to see ACDC three times and Iron Maiden twice before I was 15. This is kind of on you. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you <know? laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> so, um, yeah, it was a lot of, like, definitely, like, metal, 80s metal. And then I worked my way kind of through the decades and, like, found 90s grunge and was like, oh, I like this. And then 90s, it was like, well, now I got to jump back to the 70s punk and yeah, see, yeah, you know, yeah, that. Yeah. And everything, so it that it kind of just created a cycle of of playing it, and I'm kind of participatory by nature. So yeah. 
It's kind of like, well, that. I see that. I want to do that, you know? Yeah. Yeah, I can completely relate to that. I don't think I'd ever knew what the word is, but it's that, isn't it? It's participatory. Yeah. yeah. It's just, <laughs> just like I say, I'm like, yep, that looks fun. I yeah. want to try that. Yeah, you know? totally. And I, it was like, I was like that with a lot of weird shit, too. Like, there was a movie uh, that came out in America called Seabiscuit. Yeah. About the about the horse. Yeah. I was like, I want to be a fucking jockey. That looks awesome. <laughs> you know? And then, yeah. I, then I saw a whole bunch of guitar players and was like, oh, no, that's what I really want to do. Yeah, man. When did you start playing guitar? Probably uh, consistently around 10. Okay. Um, I had had one from like six. Like one of the, it was like that first act. Like yeah. you bought it at a Target or a Walmart. Never tune it correctly, right? Yeah, yeah, it was just awful. And <laughs> the like, intonation is terrible. I think I played like that opening riff from "Wish You Were Here" by Pink Floyd for like four years, <laughs> and then finally was like, okay, I'll I'll I still figure this out. <laughs> I, that's where it's like uh, my uh, now wife, camera, camera. Um, my now wife, uh, has been playing my guitars just kind of for fun. And like, that was what, that was my go-to when she was like, teach me how to play guitar. I was like, okay, well just learn this and you'll learn a G chord and then you'll learn an A minor chord and a C chord and all the shit. So yeah. 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 With those first three or four chords, I generally, uh, send people towards knocking on heaven's door. That's where I start. Even if they need to do the G with the one finger on the right, E string. Right, right. You know, yeah. that gets them going. Uh, um, yeah, you can do a lot with G, C, and D. And, um, you know, talking of uh, kind of punk chord progressions like that, um, we share a sort of common uh, sort of passion for the music of Frank Turner, do we not? Yes, we do. Yeah, I know. You, you I have, have some him tattoos. By uh, by hand of the beautiful Lucy underscore tattoos on Instagram. Um, yeah, I love Frank. Frank's cool. I think not only do I like Frank's writing, but I kind of like Frank's ethos. Sure. Of of do it yourself. Like, and there's a there was like a little documentary on him. Um, they did a full documentary, but there's a small one on YouTube where he kind of said like, if you want a tour, go book one. And yeah. like when I heard yeah. that, I was just like, oh, my God, he's right. Like, <laughs> yeah, I can yeah. just do this. I'll just email a billion people, and I'll probably get a billion no's, but I yeah. might get five or six yeses. That, and... that lesson, there at the earth, because no one else is taking it. Yeah, exactly. And that's yeah. where it was just like, you know, it's out there. Just go do it. And, yeah. and I have a lot. I think all musicians have friends who are those guys who are waiting for somebody to, like, come knock on their door like, hey, you got it made now, and that's just not how it happens. You no, know, you got to go sleep on some people's floors and and travel yeah. to cities where you don't know anyone. Oh, no doubt, no yeah. doubt. I have a, I have a, one of my one of my kids. Um, she's notorious for like if I you know I, I don't know whatever if I'm talking about something in particular, I'm like oh man you know it, it, it could be something dumb you know like oh my back hurts you know she's mm. like well just don't. And I'm You're like, right. I'm like, well, I can't just stop it. She's like, but you can. And so it's kind of, it's kind of the same mentality. Like, yeah. yeah. But it's, it's the opposite, but it's the same mentality of, you know, if you want, if you want it to happen, just, just do it. Right. <laughs> yeah. 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 And that's something that like, like with Frank, uh, you know, he's got this thing where he makes himself so open that there have been times where um, I've sent him probably a not necessary email of just a simple question and he does have the decency to email me back and say that's you know, amazing it, that's it'll sometimes cool. be sometimes it'll be a one sentence thing like you know this Leave is an me easy alone, answer kid. to a dumb question you know <laughs> but uh yeah that that goes a long way and for him 
I've heard him say where it's something that he picked up from Henry Rollins, I think, where he wrote Henry Rollins growing up and Henry Rollins wrote back. Yeah. And how that how much that meant to him. So it's something that I kind of like it seems like a I don't want to say like a torch passing thing, but I think like it's something that it's like paying it forward where it just kind of spreads. Well, I think that's the, the more that's what artists real, that do that. Like kind of punk is about, you know? It's like do it yourself, grassroots, you know, like we're all sort of equals you yeah know? absolutely and like if you uh, and there's no you know the concept of you know rock stardom you know is, is ridiculous and definitely and, and the whole thing of um you know i love the way with his lyrics that he uh they're so inclusive and 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 even if he's talking about his friends mm. they it feels like he's talking about you and your friends you know yeah there's like, something so uh kind of evocative about it and like date and sort of the 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 majesty and the the glory of just like everyday life. Yeah. You know? I think like I was actually talking about this on the way here, um where he has a song Long Live the Queen. And yeah. you know he, you know, when people sing along to that, like it's a very clear indication of what they're feeling. They're relating to, you know, someone they know who they might have lost and stuff like that. There is, like, the weird part of it where there's some songs where it's, like, um, you're singing along with the I'm an asshole material, you know, and stuff like that. It's like, well, are you celebrating me being a jerk? Are you, you know, are you just relating to me being, like, what are you doing? You know, so that's a little, that's a weird thing, but it's, everything is relatable. Yeah. And that's, that's something that I try and do in my writing, but I don't think I've hit the nail on the head on it yet. I know. I love that song. Um, I knew Proof Rock before it was famous. Yeah, that, that names just, off all his friends. Yeah, and and there's something you know, like I th- I'm pretty sure that that English boys with banjos line, Mumford. Well, that it just really like talking about you, Ben. It really, <laughs> it really made me be like, I want to be an English boy with banjos banjo, as well. Right. Like, I th- there was there was something that really kind of struck a chord with me about his music. Yeah, I, I don't know what it is. It just it, it defined an aesthetic that I could kind of fit into, like you know, English, but kind of into country and into bluegrass. And for a while, that was a thing that was happening, and it kind of died away. But I feel like it, you know, not completely. It just right. turned into something else. Yeah, but you know, it's that that aesthetic for for me is you know, it's after leaving Sonic Boom Six is like it was like that's what I sort of was, you know aiming at really. right like, yeah and that's like like for me like in when it comes to to proof rock like there's he has the festival named after the line but like life is about love last lost minutes and lost evenings yeah last minutes and lost evenings yeah uh like that's kind of there's a lot of songs that kind of i don't know like they're very uh perspective forcing like it like yeah. they'll have a line and it forces you to put things into perspective like yeah. And that's something where uh, he's got that new band that he, I think he mastered their EP, Pet Needs, right. uh, from the UK. And he, the singer Johnny from Pet Needs is really good with those little one-liners that just make, like, he had one that it was, um, I don't want to die, but it'd be great for business. Yeah. And I was just like, oh, wow. Like, okay, I'm into this song, you know. Yeah. But that's something that I've liked to try and find. And like, like, I have, uh, like, 
one of the lines I'm proud of, which is kind of still a silly line, is my song Chubby, where it's I barely eat, but I'm still chubby. Right, you know? yeah, yeah. And the, the song is completely referencing how maybe I'm spending too much time at bars in this period of my life, you know? I right. barely eat, but I'm still chubby. Yeah, yeah. You know? Little things like that. Yeah, the uh, the kind of simple chords, but I think Miles Davis always used to say that it's not, it's not like the song. It's it's not what you play. It's who's playing it and how you play it. Definitely. You know? And I think that that the the attitude, the whole ethos and kind of like, and and philosophy, behind behind what he brings to the table is like what's awesome about him you know what i mean it's not like oh that was a sick solo even though the music does sound really good it's more it's 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 like it's more of a petty concept than that being into him is just being into the person he is really right well and i think like the biggest draw in for him and something that i think all musicians should, should strive for is that the music feels communal yeah. Like it feels that like when you go to a Frank Turner show, and I hope that one day my shows feel like this, where when you go to that show, you are just amongst friends. You might not yeah. know their names yeah. or even where they're from, but you're amongst friends and everything's cool. Don't be a dick. Yeah. And, you know, <laughs> just just everybody have fun. Everybody look out for each other and make like I, I remember I went to a Frank show uh, in Orlando at the House of Blues. And I went to go jump up for a song, and I knocked this lady's drink out of her hand. And, like, I felt so bad, and so I turned around, I apologized, I went and bought her another drink. Like, just don't be a dick. You know, and everything was fine, so. Oh, man, I have a funny story about that. (laughs) Years ago, right, we were supporting this band called King Prawn. Um, Big up King Prawn, if any of you guys happen to be listening to this. But um, the... uh, they're this really awesome scar punk band in England. Anyway, it was kind of early on when in Sonic Boom 6, first couple of years, we were supporting them. And I I was sick. I, I downed a pint and was immediately sick down the back of my manager's girlfriend. And he'd only been dating her for like a couple of weeks. And I was like sick all of it. It was the most embarrassing thing I think I've ever done. And, like, and, and I was like trying to clean it off with a tissue. And she was just like, she's getting off me. It was so embarrassing. And and then like um, I was like, oh, what can I do? What can I do? And she's like, just buy me a drink. And um, so I don't know. That was, yeah. I've 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 done many That's where you know there's like there's times in your life where sometimes you just got to put your hand up and be like my bad. Like that's <laughs> on, that one's on me, yeah. you know. Yeah. <laughs> that's funny. Um yeah, so uh do you have a writing process when you come to write your songs? I I think your songs are really good and very catchy and hooky and I I wondered um if you have a process. I think it's kind of like a um it's almost like an unstudied science like it like I think everybody who writes songs sometimes has those moments where one song will come at a moment yeah. and it'll all just kind of flow and work out. Um, but those moments seem to me to be far and few in between. Right. Um, yeah. So It's like you have to put the kind of groundwork in in between the gaps. Yeah, I think yeah. I think my biggest thing is like you can't be scared to write bad songs. Yeah, yeah, word. And yep. so that's that's kind of my process is like I'll I have notebooks of songs that nobody will ever hear. Yeah, for sure. Um, and so that I think it, it's like it's like a muscle. It's any it's like yeah. any sort of muscle. If you work out that muscle, you're gonna get better at it. So yep. Um, my university. Composition teacher said to me, 
just write something every day. Doesn't matter what it is. Right. Just do it. Yeah. You know? Definitely. And that's where it's like I come from. Um, my my dad and my stepmother are both English teachers too. Right. Uh, and like I remember very early on, my dad was kind of strict about like I had to have like proper handwriting and I had to write in cursive and all that nonsense uh, that nobody uses anymore. Yeah. It's uh, nice to be able to write in cursive though. It's yeah. pretty. <laughs> even like even my signature is not in cursive. It's it's just scriggly lines. But um, you know, so I and I also I do like reading and stuff, okay. and so I try to take. You know, when I read a book, like I'll read it for the context of the book, but I also I'm like, oh shit, what's that word? Yeah, you know, I have noticed that you're like that. fairly erudite. You got a good, got a good, good vocab. Good <laughs> word, Ben. Yeah, that was a good <laughs> one. That was a good one. Yeah, you know, and that's where I kind of like to play with synonyms, like to, I don't know, I like. There's one song I'm working on right now, and I'm not going to give too much away about it. But one of the one of the things I get at is that like this. I guess I'll say a little bit about it. It's called one of the main words is floating, and there's two different definitions of floating. Um, and I, I like to kind of play with words that way, where somebody can interpret one song completely differently than yeah. another person. Yeah, yeah that's cool. Um, Floating in terms of bobbing on water and what? Floating in terms of like... A mental state. Away with the fairies. Yeah. Yeah. We wrote a song called Floating Away, which is about... Which is about drug addiction, right? Yeah, yeah, you know, and so that's where different people can pull from that, and that's where it almost comes back to making a song very relative. Yeah, where people can put their own livelihood into yeah. it. Yeah, totally, man. Well, I, imag- I mean, I imagine that that being into you know the vocabulary and and the synonyms and things like that mm. just makes the writing process that much more interesting. You know, you have, you have more ways of saying things, you know? Yeah. It's, it's kind of like a ebb and flow thing with it. Cause sometimes it makes it a little easier and sometimes it's like, Oh, I mean to say this, but yes. the synonym I want to use doesn't rhyme or, you know, whatever that might be. And then like, you think about like, if you look back like Eminem, that everybody, at least in my generation grew up, uh, hearing about, Oh, how he used to study the dictionary. And stuff right, yeah. like that's where it was like, and and I still look at that as like, oh, he put in more work than anybody else. Have you ever yeah, written you know? any rap? I did. It's awful. No one will ever hear it. <laughs> right, right. Yeah. Uh, a few of my a few of my closest friends are actually rap uh, upcoming rappers or uh, you sure. know aspiring rappers, whatever you want to call it. Yeah. Um, my thing with the rap scene that I don't necessarily understand um, is. I don't want to pay to go to a show to see you lip sync to your track. Right, yeah. I want to hear your vocals. Even if you have an effect on them, like, I still want to see you do it. Yeah. Like, I don't want to just... If I wanted to hear the album, I'd sit at home and put it on, you know? Yeah. That's my only, I guess, gripe with hip-hop, because I do... I think that there are great young hip-hop artists coming out that are, like, clever, sure. uh, but they kind of get... I don't know. Maybe I, maybe I just missed the point of, like, a rap performance. It's different than, I guess, a rock show. But, but are they, are they lip-syncing when they're doing yeah. rap a lot? I see it a lot, yeah. Where well, they so have quite a lot of the, the time they sing along feature. with the, just the song. W- gotcha. So like gotcha. there is a plugged in mic, but they just kind of they just play the, they're the almost song. Like, yeah, and they're almost kind of being their own hype man. Like, they'll yeah, sing, they'll yeah, do yeah like that's a good hits. way of saying it. it's like yeah. they're their okay. own in, MC pretty much. Yeah, yeah. 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 Um, you, you find that uh, when you're when you're doing your writing, do you find that you're doing your lyrics first or your music first, or, um, or is it a combination of? Yeah, it's kind of. 
Sometimes I'll find a chord progression and then it starts the just like mumbling along to it. Sure. Uh, or making sounds like odd noises. If I have the house to myself, I'll just yell in different you know keys and try and figure it out and stuff. Um, but I think what's worked for me lately is I used to be the type of person I didn't have a cell phone probably until probably like three years ago I finally got a cell phone. Really? Wow. Yeah, I didn't I didn't need it. And like the people who needed to get in hold uh, touch in touch with me could. Yeah. Um but then I started playing shows again and it was like, well now I need to talk to people a lot. Yeah. And um then I finally got an iPhone. It's still the oldest one I think that you could get that still works, but um it has GarageBand on it. And so like from there I was able to just stick a metronome on and record you know, what I figured would be a song and then go from there and write along to it. And then I could be, you know, sitting at work or sitting somewhere else just with headphones and writing along to it. Yeah. That was like a whole that was like a whole new world. So it's a little bit of both right now. And I I kinda try not to analyze like how I actually like write the lyrics too much. Like almost for fear of like breaking the machine. Sure. You know? Because, um, like, you do have those spur-of-the-moment songs that just, like, Chubby kind of came together in one take or one one sit-down session of writing, um, where others, you know, you go back to and amend. And well, that Broken like that. Finger song I love because it's this snapshot of a, what you were thinking at a moment. Yeah. It's almost yeah, like... Definitely. It's almost like that automatic writing thing. It's just like, this is what was happening in your brain right then. Yeah. You know, like, yeah. which is pretty cool. Definitely. I used to... Um, I would always tell the story about that when I would play it. So what happened was I worked at an ice rink for quite a long time, about four or five years, and I'd grown up playing ice hockey, and um, I was coaching hockey and, like, driving the Zamboni, which, you know, cuts the ice and cleans it and stuff. Right. Um, And just I realized, like, part of it was the management of that place, but I realized, like, damn, this place took something I loved and made me hate it. Like, I can't let that happen again. Right. And that's when I left. I went to just play shows and was like, oh, shit, I have no money. Um, And so I started working at this metal shop, and it turns out I don't know anything about power tools or how to work with my hands for that matter. And uh, like, Or work. Yeah, pretty much. Like, within three days, I pretty much had crushed my finger in a uh, a machine that punches holes through steel. Wow. Yeah, like it, it like, like, I'm not exaggerating. I pulled my finger, like, what happened was, like, the thing clamped on my finger. I panicked. I hit the emergency button. It lifted. And I'm not exaggerating when I tell you that my finger was like paper thin like i I thought there was no possible like i was convinced i was losing the finger oh my god um and i kind of just like looked at my buddy i was like hey i think i broke my finger and he was like oh shit let's go (laughs) um and somehow they like i went to the hospital and they were just like yeah it'll your bones will heal and grow back i was just i couldn't believe it I didn't need surgery or anything, but oh, wow. but yeah, I was. Um, you just like squished the bone, even. Yeah, like, pretty much. It... Like it was, it was my middle finger, um, second knuckle up. All this was flat, wow. and then like it's still fatter than the other one. At least, at least it's <laughs> you know. At least it's like your strumming hand, right? Yeah. yeah so yeah. that was the thing. Was that was the thing? Was I was counting. I still count all of my shows, and at that point, I think I was around like 90 or 91. Yeah. And I had the other nine already lined up in a big party for the 100th show. Yeah. 
And so it was kind of just like, well, they, they have to happen. Yeah. And then it became, well, they have to happen, and now there's a song about it. Yeah. Do you do the kind of, how much do you do the kind of three-hour, four-hour type stuff? I've just recently got into uh, playing some of them, mainly, you know, for financial purposes. Sure, that's you why know. everyone does it. Yeah, you know. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, I, I still kind of, part of me, I have like a pretty strict moral compass on I will not play Brown Eyed Girl. <laughs> I don't play. Like, I we, won't, we don't do that one free either. Bird. I won't play Sweet Caroline. <laughs> yeah. You know, I just can't do it. I can't bring myself to do it. And, we've finally and that's weaned ourselves off, We've weaned ourselves off Wagon Wheel. That was, yeah. that was one that was just not it's like people kept asking for it and we kept being like, okay. But you, yeah. We're like, nope, no longer. Sorry. Yeah. We've, we've became, wheeled our last it became, wagon. It became the drunk girl anthem. Right. Well, <laughs> have you seen, there's like, there's that meme where it's like a band had a, uh, like a sheet where it was like $100 for Freebird, mm-hmm. 150 yeah. bucks for Sweet Caroline, you know. Yeah, I feel like we should have that actually. That would be hilarious. Yeah, that, that, see, now smart. at that point, yeah, I'll play it, you yeah. know. Because that's where it's like I could sit here all day and talk about I'm never going to play Sweet Caroline. I'm never going to play Sweet Caroline. But for a hundred bucks, you'll yeah, play Sweet when, Caroline. Yeah, when I'm sitting at a gig or looking at an empty tip jar, and one person comes up and is like, "Hey, you want to play Sweet Caroline?" Yeah, hundred bucks, sure, whatever you want. I upset someone backwards. recently because they put money in our tip jar, then asked us to play these two songs that we didn't know. I said. We don't know them. I didn't say it that loud because I was kind of in between lines. I was right. like, we don't know them. And then just jumped back to the mic. Right. But I wasn't trying to hide it or anything. And then we were packing up and leaving. And at the end, he wanted to like, he was like trying to fight me. Jesus. <laughs> he was like, you didn't play the songs. I gave you this money. I was like, firstly, I didn't ask you to give me the money. Right. You just like, put money That's not how it works, at me. <laughs> Secondly, I'm sorry. I just didn't know them. And I said, I said, oh, you can have your money back if you want. But the bouncers didn't understand that he'd given me any money. And because it was one of these gigs where you don't have to pay to get in, they thought I'd made this amazing joke. Like, oh, you can have your money back if you want, as in it didn't cost him anything to come and watch the play. And I wish that that had been the, the joke. And I was that clever, but I wasn't. <laughs> it would have been awesome. I was thinking about that on the way home. I was like, oh. Is that this <laughs> one? If only that was the real thing. This past weekend? Or? No, it was, it, was not, it was about two months ago. Oh, gotcha. Yeah, yeah. And anyway, uh, he, I, mean, I don't know if he really would have gone, but he was like, he was mad, you know, <laughs> like he was, he was definitely like trying to make me feel bad. About it happens it. all the time though. People throw, they throw money in first and then ask. And, and I do feel bad when we don't know, know the song. Yeah, me too. I had somebody put uh, a 20 into my tip jar and ask for change. That was interesting. <laughs> yeah. I was kind of like, I'm a little busy. <laughs> I know. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. That's happened yeah. to me too. I kind of, yeah. I kind of just politely said, you know, like, just take it back. I appreciate it. Appreciate the thought. <laughs> yeah. Continue on with your night. Literally every kind of stupid thing like that has happened to me at this point of years of doing these three, four hour gigs. It's just, you know, like we were talking about earlier, an iguana pooped on my head. Yeah. <laughs> it's like everything. A pigeon landed on your head. I know. And, and your saxophone. I've eaten so many flies while I'm playing. So many weird things. Ah, yeah. Protein, Definitely man. swallowed good for lots you. of bugs. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Definitely. So um, when you're at home, do you practice? Yes, I do practice, and I'm. I've realized uh, the past few months, like it took me probably like half of the first quarantine to realize that I'm the type of person who like, it like is very well beneficiary from um, structure. Like right. I need a routine, and so like I wake up, I go for a run, I eat, yeah. and then like I have like two hours in the morning that I designate to practicing, and then I have an hour. For like what I call fucking around, where it's just um, kind of 
trying to write, but like I don't like to call it a writing session because right. I think if you go, pressure on it. yeah, if you go into anything thinking like I need to write in this one hour, you're not going to do it. Yeah, yeah. So totally. But yeah, like definitely at least three hours a day playing around, and that's where it's like I still don't think like everybody in my band. I consider to be a better musician than me. Like they, they Who's know. In it? Let's, let's uh, give him some. Uh, yeah, I got some love on here. Ricky Bobby, who is Big also uh, lead singer of The Shake. Yeah, uh, which they will be here soon. Yeah, um, yeah. Well, aren't they coming on? Um, they're coming this Sunday. This Sunday. Yeah, this Sunday. Yeah. This Sunday, The yeah, Shake will be here at Live Music Community doing yeah. their uh, their yeah. live stream. It's the twelfth, right? I believe so. What's the Friday's day? the ninth, tenth. Yes, Friday is the tenth because I have a show. Yeah, I'm getting a Tattoo on Friday, that's why I know that. There you go. Nice. <laughs> nice. But yeah, so I got we got Ricky Bobby on the drums, and then I got the uh, the Brothers Moon men. Um, yeah. Devin and Galen the Holden Moon. on the string. <laughs> yeah, the Brothers Moon on, uh, on the strings. So Devin's playing guitar and Galen's playing bass. Um, yeah, big up, guys. Yeah, I'm excited. We got the live shows coming and everything. But I think, yeah, I think they're all better musicians than me because like, I, I, I'm able to string together different chords into a song and then I'll get to practice and they'll be like, oh, this is in the key of G and I'll be like, great. Yeah, if you say so. Yeah, you, like, <laughs> sounds good to me, guys. Like, yeah. Oh, I think this will be better at 165 instead of 160. Okay. You know? Yeah. And, and that's where it's cool to be like part of a group where like it is Dominic Delaney and like the band name is The Dead Language so it's Dominic Delaney and The Dead Language. That's but, a cool name. Thank you. Uh, but like it is still we were pretty much like the most democratic uh solo act i guess solo full band act yeah. and the act yeah. i guess yeah i did an and uh, for a bit and in the re forming of kilbillies for a while it was ben child's kilbillies because because mm. there was like a cast change i wasn't doing it with uh, micah scott anymore and right. kind of wanted to make sure that that was understood, but then, then the Ben Childs and the Devolt just dissolved. As well, yeah, you know, it's like I never feel that comfortable with, with that anyway. I don't know why, but you know, I think it's okay. I'm not saying anyone shouldn't do that, but I, but I, uh, I don't know. I, I maybe I like the uh, the security of being in a group. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, I can see that. Well, and that's where it, it is a little weird sometimes because, like, to me. Like I was saying, they're the better musicians, right? You know, like I wouldn't be dick without them. Yeah, but I mean, you know, don't do yourself down. You've you've got a great voice and you play guitar just fine. Thank you, amazing writings. Yeah, thank you guys. I appreciate that. No, solid man. Um, so have you got any like right now? Is there anything bubbling in the works in terms of like future plans? Yeah, definitely. Um, touring, touring is number one right now. That's tough. Um, it, we're still in the woods a little bit as far as COVID. Sure. Um, you know, we had some cool venues lined up that just can't do it right now, whether it be financially or, um, their, their own personal reasons for, for COVID protection and stuff. So that sucks. Um, but we got a couple new songs already in the pipeline. We've got about like four or five already, even though this album is just about to come out. We've got uh, about half of an album done Cool for the next one. Um, and pretty much we just want to play shows and be on the road again and kind yeah. of get that, you know. I feel like with the whole pandemic and everything that I I don't ever want to half-ass anything again. Like I've done some right, tours, right. some some little tours. Like I've you know 
I toured with Sarah Scully, which was a lot of fun. I did a tour up to Chicago and back, which was a lot of fun. Yeah, cool. Um, but now it's kind of like, well, I'm not taking anything for granted anymore. How old are you? Uh, 20, I'll be 27 on the 16th. Yeah, a mere big. Yeah. That's great. It's, <laughs> you this know. is, you know, this is the time to do it too because as you get older, it gets harder and harder and harder and harder. Absolutely. To the, you know, to the point where, well, firstly, just physically, mm. it's, it gets more demanding as you get older. You know, just lying on, it, you know, when I was 27, I could fall asleep on someone's floor, get up in the morning and be like, right, what's for breakfast? If right. I slept on someone's floor, I would wake up sick. Now, you know what I mean? <laughs> I'd have like a cough and a cold yeah. and I'd, my back would hurt. You know? Right. <laughs> yeah, definitely. Because you're old, man. You know, it happens, man. <laughs> it happens to the best of us. What, what scares the shit out of me is that like how everybody talk, was talking about like when I turned 25, they were like, oh, man, after 25, you feel it. And I was like, yeah, whatever, guys. Nah, you're good for a while, And I was like, and now I hear my friends. feeling it. See, well, that's where it's like, now I hear that, and I'm like, shit, well, they were right about 25. <laughs> like, they're going to be right about 35, too. <laughs> yeah, I didn't, I, don't, I don't think I even really contemplated mortality till I was about 35. I was just sort of doing my thing. Right. Felt fine near, most of the time, you know. And the 35 came around, and I was like, Oh man, you know, I have to start taking care of myself. Yeah, <laughs> that's where. Uh, luckily, my my wife is pretty. Um, I guess you say uh, active. She right. likes to do yoga and exercise. I haven't gotten. I tried doing yoga. I understand how good it is for you. I can't get into it yet, though. Um, yeah, running's been my thing lately. Nice. but even that, that's I cool, f- man. Running, and I like the idea of getting up and immediately going for a run because you haven't. Because you're still kind of in that, like, I've just woken up thing. So yeah. you can't overthink it. You just kind of my, like, do it. My know? thinking is if you start the day with a run, your day can only get better <laughs> after the run. Like, yeah, man. You can only go up I'm from there. I'm going to try that, man. I need more exercise. That's not a bad plan. First thing, run. Yeah, yeah. definitely. Or even, like, if I, sometimes I'll substitute the run um, with, uh, even if there's no waves, I'll paddle out on my surfboard all the way down to the end of the pier and back i oh, think it's go. probably got to be like 200 yards maybe yeah so it's a good little which pier uh lake worth lake right, worth yeah. beach yeah, yeah. Cool. that's that's where i like to go surf there's yeah. waves break good there right man good stuff all right why don't we um why don't we have you play a couple of songs for us dude yes i would love to Let's all right cool Will you miss me when I'm gone? Different cities playing the same songs Cause I'll miss you singing along Spend my nights thinking where I went wrong And then I'll find my way back home I'll find my way back home And when I'm feeling down and out And I feel so alone I'll find my way back home There'll be long nights Bitter ends And sometimes we'll need to lean on our friends But there's postcards and love sent 
wonder where all of our time went And then I'll find my way back home I'll find my way back home When I'm feeling down and out And I feel so alone Find my way back home hope you pick up the phone And I hope you pick up the phone Well, I know it's late I don't get time zones But I hope you pick up the phone I'll find my way back home I'll find my way back and after a sick night here at Live Music Community, I'll find my way back home. I'll find my way back home. When I'm feeling down and out and I feel so alone, I'll find my way back home. Younger days were better Times in need An excuse to be alive I'd Get in trouble at the record store To spend the night on your bedroom floor Playing song after song My favorite parts when you'd sing along And those are great songs that I had those were a special kind of sad And on the day that Hodgman died I learned what it means to be alive And Carly's so strung out it seems We don't know what life means And I've been trying hard And I swear to my friends that I'll always be there Probably cried more than I should But sad songs make me feel good I guess I hide now in the road Bury myself in numbered shows like a totem pole I climb That's just the way that I'm designed and Every night I spend with friends That's why I crave the weekends We'll run around, they think we're mad Those are the best times that I've had On the day that Hodgman died I learned what it means in heart. 
So uh, this episode is sponsored by Handlebars Bar and Grill. It is a biker bar in Sequester and it has fantastic food and fantastic beer and a really cool vibe. And Jamie, who works behind the bar, is just a great laugh. And Bernsey, who makes the food, uh, is just perfect for the place. A real character and his food's delicious. And uh, we have music twice a week, but then we also have a bike night so we have we have saturdays from six to nine sundays from four to seven live music and then we we also every second thursday from six to nine we have um a bike night and the bike night is just great fun it's it's actually this week and it should be a blast um so if you can ever uh make it out to handlebars you should definitely come and check it out it's a it's just one of those places, been there for a really long time, has a, a real sort of eclectic, <laughs> interesting crowd of people, of regulars. And, um, you know, if you're new to the area and you want a taste of kind of, you know, behind the scenes Jupiter to Quester, it's definitely somewhere to come and check out. And, uh, yeah, I hope to see you there. Uh, my father-in-law, Peter Pinello, um, hit reopened the place and um i've been helping him out and i booked the bands there and uh you know it's kind of a family effort and uh and yeah come and come and support us and um and check the place out so uh awesome. Dominic, th- thanks uh so much for playing us those songs yes, can you tell us a little bit absolutely. about absolutely um so that first song i played was is a song called my way home right um which it's pretty much i i had written that the first song uh, uh, the first time I had gone on tour, uh, leaving my now wife, um, kind of, you know, there's something about, and I, I assume this is probably in all relationships, especially long-term relationships, where, you know, when you leave, it's kind of, it, it, there's a piece of you missing still. And, like, nowadays we have FaceTime and we have Skype and we have yeah. ways of communicating. So it's, it's not, rough, I hear you. you know, it's not as bad as it used to be, but... But um, there's definitely still, uh, you know, I used to, I, I'm used to falling asleep by this person every night, sure. and now I'm sleeping in a 15 passenger yeah. van, yeah. you know, type of stuff. That really, honestly, for me, was the biggest reason I think why I because I was on tour 300 days a year with Sonic mm. Boom Six, and that was really the thing that eventually kind of meant that I don't want to do it anymore. Yeah. Um and it's not like I don't want to tour, but with that kind of schedule, you basically you can't be with someone. Yeah. I mean yeah. it's cruel to them. Yeah. You know it I mean? is. It's yeah. it's hard to uh kind of say like, hey wait here, I'll be back in X amount of months. Yeah. You know? <laughs> yeah. And so that's where, you know, I've only done a couple tours and I've I've spread them out, but the majority of the times uh, like for instance, this weekend we have Sing Out Loud Festival in St. Augustine, where yeah. um, me and my wife get to make a weekend of it. That's you know, good. yeah. Um, and that's yeah. kind. Of, I feel like that's gonna be 
part of the near future for a lot of not only like smaller bands but even bigger bands where it's kind of going to be one-off shows for a little bit or even like weekend warrior type stuff because that's where it's like where COVID has pretty much smashed everybody down to equal level yeah you know like the 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 big bands are having just as much as a hard time booking shows right now and well the irony is bands bands that are that are doing less well are able to book more gigs because the threat of loads of people together isn't there. Right, (laughs) yeah. Yeah, definitely. It's stupid, but it's true. It really is. It's an underlying blessing. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) Yeah, so, but um, My Way Home, you know, that song came about before that first tour, and um, thankfully she was still home when I I got back, and uh, it was also my first time actually crossing time zones because I remember being in Chicago I meant to call her on New We were in Chicago on New Year's Eve, and I meant to call her at midnight. And I guess I still really don't know. I don't know if we were behind an hour or for an hour, but we were off by one. And um, that's where I was like, oh, shit. I, like, I never had really gone this far from Florida. And like that was a, a bit of a realization yeah. and stuff. But luckily, uh, like I got to play a show in Texas a couple months ago, um, and she got to come to that one, too, which was the yeah. furthest west either of us had been. Yeah, you know, so that was fun. But I, I think that song definitely touches on how, like, I think there's part of the reason, like, there's people who are fine being a musician and staying in their local town and running a local circuit, having residencies and making a comfortable living doing that. Yeah. Uh, there's the other breed of musicians who are like musicians that are like bred with tourists as well. Sure. You know, there's so many things I've, I kind of like wake up in like a shiver in the morning of like, <gasps> I've never seen the Grand Canyon, you know, that right, type yeah, of yeah, stuff, yeah. you know, and I really want to see that as That's much great. as I can, yeah. you know, so. Yeah, that, get out there, man. Yeah, when it when it ties into, you know, when, when you get to be able to do it, uh, even if it's just playing a show for the gas money to get to the next place, yeah. to me, uh, it, it seems worth it. Well, what I found in my years of touring that I liked the most was that you're going somewhere for a reason. So mm-hmm. you're not like the same as if you go to a town and you're just there on vacation because, you know, in, when you're just there on vacation, you're just 100% taken advantage of. Mm-hmm. You know, don't know where to go and you're funneled towards these places and your money just gets taken from you, basically. Mm-hmm. But if you're, um, if you're going there for a reason, you're with people who know the place. They take you to the right places. Local, no one's trying to trick you spots. out of your money, you know. Right. And there's also yeah. the, the aspect of when you're on the road, like, uh, for one thing, I think all musicians should know if you're going to go into a state of playing shows all the time, sometimes you're going to play a bad show. Oh, sure. And when you're on tour, it's almost like you're on a rolling pirate ship where if you mess up, like if you played a bad show last night, well, that's okay. You've got tomorrow night. You absolutely. better make it up. Yeah, you know? absolutely. Yeah. And that's where it becomes... Uh, it, that's where it's like a team thing. Yeah. You know, because you you're on with other artists and you could be like, oh, man, you kind of... Fuck that one up last night, you know. Yeah. Step it up tonight, and then see them overcome that yep. and put on a hell of a show. You know, yeah. those are those are rewarding moments for sure. Yeah, there's a lot of truth in you're only as good as your last gig. You know, right? I love, I love that. I love that saying. And and you know, and it really kind of pushes. You know, if we play a bad one, at least we know that. You know, if we play in the next day or the day yeah. after, yeah, or something. it helps for sure. And yeah. then there's also the you know, I I grew up playing um, ice hockey. And there's something about being part of like a team, where it's like you know you play on the play for the logo on the front instead of the name on the back type of thing. And I guess that sounds a little weird coming from like a Dominic Delaney and the, 
But <laughs> like when you're on when you're on tour with whether it be you know how me and Sarah Scully did a tour or whether you're with a band, you know, you're a team and yeah. and everybody's got to do their job for it to all work. Yeah, and man. stuff. Yeah. That's cool. So um yeah, did we get through both of them there nope. in terms of oh, No, so song. yeah, second song. Um I the second song I played uh is a song called Sad Songs. Um Oh, that's right. That was a banger. Yeah. I love that song. Uh so that one was almost cut from the album uh by personal choice. Um huh. it had it deals obviously with the death of one of my friend one of my childhood friends that's what uh, that is, Hodgman. Okay. Um, who he was, you know, one of the best skateboarders down here, in my opinion, uh, kid that I looked up to and he passed away very young. Um, and it was, it was a, it was kind of like the first death that kind of hit close to home for me. Um, and it just kind of shook me a little bit and made me rethink where I was going. Like, was I doing what I cared about? Was I doing what made me actually happy? And at that time I wasn't, I wasn't playing music. I wasn't. Uh, really socializing with anybody. Um, and so it kind of shocked me out of that. And then I had another childhood friend, Carly, who um, was dealing with her own problems with addiction. And it, at one point, uh, you know, in the song, it references her in the present tense, but she actually just very recently passed uh, from oh, an overdose. So and so that's why the song was going to be taken off. And yeah, I get it. Uh, just because I was like, you know what? I can't sing it every night. I can't play it every night. Um, but her mom heard it and told me pretty much, how dare you decide to take that off? Like, oh, it wow. has to go on. And I was like, okay. Like, yes, ma'am. Yeah. So yeah. it stays on the album and it'll be played every night. Uh, it's a beautiful song. It's it, definitely it, it's an amazing song. It's definitely something that uh, I think about when I when I play it. It just, I think about my friends and I also think about how precious every single moment that we have is because yeah, you right. like even tonight you know you never know there could be a car crash waiting to happen yeah there could be something you never know and yeah, and i would man. much rather leave everything on the table it's not a dress uh, rehearsal you know right exactly yeah. yeah for sure and and when when her mom pretty much said like it has to be on the album i that's when i knew i was like okay like it's not only gonna be on the album but it's gonna be played as much as possible we'll have a video i imagine that made you feel better i bet imagine that's kind of like way later your worries about singing it you know yeah definitely i i think that um it's still gonna be rough to sing it's definitely it's definitely still rough to sing um i think her i think carly's mom is coming out to the show on the eight on the 18th that we're having and Uh, that night's definitely going to be an emotional because that'll be the first time I've seen her listen to it, and that oh, that'll wow. be that'll be pretty tough. So, um, but I think that she understood the sentiment of the song, um, and the fact that she was moved by it means that like maybe you know I don't know if it's the perfect song in the world, but there's that little piece of like truth in it that she was able to see and be proud of. Right, so. yeah. So yeah. yeah. Well, it's a, it's a, you know, it's a great song. So if there was going to be a song out there that had a reference to a great friend who who who'd passed away, it's lucky. It's a really good song. Well, thank you. I <laughs> appreciate that, Riley. <laughs> yeah. um, all right. So uh, you don't use pedals. So um, we decided to take a look at your guitar. Yes. Your beautiful, amazing white whale of a guitar. Can you tell us a little bit about it? Yeah, I could tell you. I had to wait a long time for it. Um, 
I went to order this. Uh, it's a 2021 Epiphone Alpine White Studio Dove. Um, I had to wait about nine months for this guitar to be built. Wow, nine months! Yeah, nine mm. months. Uh, they said they had an hour one, a day for nine months. Yeah, <laughs> they said they had one in stock when I ordered it, and um, I got a call from the guitar center in Las Vegas where they said they had it and they would send it to me, but uh, it was their floor model and pretty much had holes in it. The pickups were hanging inside of it, um, and right. pretty much I didn't want it. So. Sure. Uh, this was pretty much right at the beginning or middle part of quarantine of 2020. And so I decided, I was like, you know what? I'm probably not going to have any shows for the rest of the year. I can wait. Um, so I stuck with my order, had them send it to me. Uh, it has a spruce top with maple sides, uh, a strong or hard maple neck. Right. Um, and then inside for pickups, we have the Fishman Sonicore. Right. With, um, I believe it's the Sonitone uh, preamp. Right. And, yeah, it's, it's I, I'm kind of used to playing my Hummingbird. This neck is a little deeper than the Hummingbird. Yeah, I had to go on it. It does have quite a thick neck, but I didn't find it unpleasantly thick. Yeah, no, it still fits pretty well inside your palm. Um, yeah. I don't have the longest fingers, so it's been a little bit of stretching, but... Right. Um, it sounds great. I do think that the Fishman pickups are a, a giant step up from on the Hummingbird. I just have whatever the Epiphone pickups are that where you have the control board on top of the side. Yeah. Um, this is the first acoustic I've had that has the pickups controlled inside the sound hole. It seems to be a thing now. Like that's how my breed love is. And I just noticed recently that people seem to be going that route. I think it's partly to do with um, making the body of the guitar more resonant. Yeah. Um, yeah, I can see that. Sounds amazing, though. I mean, yeah, yeah. it's just got so much body and everything to it. Yeah, in a good way. Like, you know, that, yeah. I think they took that big plastic thing off there so that the it could actually resonate, right. you know. Yeah. It makes total sense. The, um, you know, I <laughs> stitched myself up because I attached that. So I, use, I have this box that um, controls my pedals that I, because mm. um, so, I use a snare with my foot, so I can't use my pedals. And so, you know, as a result, it means that the body of my guitar is less resonant. But actually, you know, playing out and it's kind of like a loud gig. Mm. More resonance equals more feedback anyway, so it's not the, not the end of the world. Yeah. For, me, for me anyway. Yeah, you know. and that's you know that's where it's it comes down to uh, picking the right guitar for the job. Like for instance, for sure. Ricky, Ricky Bobby, um, lead singer of the Shake and drummer for the Dead, my band, the Dead Language. Uh, when he does his solo looping stuff, he uses one of those three quarter guitars. Yeah, you know, because it just kind of works for him in that looping or one man band session uh, setting. You know? Totally. That's. I mean, minus is essentially a. It's a parlor size. It's, you know, it's a one step away from being a three quarters size. I love a yeah. little guitar. I do. Yeah. I don't know why. Yeah. yeah, that's where it's like I'm the opposite. I'm I'm a tiny guy, and I should probably be playing smaller guitars. Uh, but both of you know the the hummingbird and the dove are both dreadnought. I don't know if you beast. remember in the '90s, you would have been really young, but there was just this thing where like. It seemed like any indie band with with a girl playing the guitar was playing like a massive Epiphone three three five. They yeah, always had a huge guitar, <laughs> biggest guitar they could find. Yeah, so yeah. Just play that. And yeah. I think it's cool. I think I think you went a good route. You know, like I think it looks good. It's a beautiful guitar. Yeah, yeah it's. I definitely. I'm glad I waited for it. Because um, part of me, like they had, a, they had another hummingbird that was in black in the 
it does look great, and it still might be my next guitar. Right. But the, what really sold me was the Fishman pickups. My next buy that I'm going to have, or my birthday's coming up if anybody wants to buy this for me. <laughs> Amazon um, wish list. Yeah, the yeah. Fishman. 561 Music wish list. There the Fishman Aura Spectrum DI. Okay. DI box. It's sick. Like, you can pretty much program in. They have, like, a pre, like, a setting pretty much made for a hummingbird. That's and so cool. I would just select it to Hummingbird and plug in, and it's got a tuner, and it's a perfect DI box. Yeah. It runs about like 350 that's, Yeah, that's awesome. Yeah. Yeah, I go to Fishman Preamp. really like it. Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's awesome. where I've pretty much been told, like, when it comes to uh, to using pickups or any sort of DI box or preamp, it's Fishman. Yeah, yeah if you there, – there is – the, the the one that um, James uses and the one that I used to have, the LR Bags, um, I think it's called Venue. Just check that thing out. That's, that, that is as good, if not, if not potentially better. It's called the LR Bags Venue, and that, that is a killer DI as well. So Let's don't, don't yeah, sure. like, you know, don't um, kind of overlook that one when you're thinking about it, because if you're dropping two, three hundred bucks on it, you know, there's, yeah. there's a few out there that are decent. Uh, um, yeah, so... Uh, what gigs have you got coming up? Uh, right now, I can announce um, this weekend, uh, which will be September 10th, so I guess Friday, uh, will be in St. Augustine, right. opening up Sing Out Loud Festival, uh, which is a month-long festival that they do in St. Augustine, where it's all these different venues. Wow. They've got um, a whole bunch of different artists. I think Mayday Parade is playing... Saturday the 11th after us. It goes um, against me living in St. Augustine, don't they? Against me. I think. I want to say yes. Yeah. I want to say yes. I know um, our show is going to be at a place called Dog Rose Brewing in St. Augustine. Uh, that'll be Friday the 10th. It'll be me, Danny Attack, and a band called Still Fire Bellows. Cool. Um, and then the following weekend on the 18th, we have the album release party at Grandview nice. Public Market in West Palm Beach. Yeah, and right. And we got... A lot of cool bands coming with that. We've got Andy Styron, uh, the Moon Men, the Marauders, the Shake, and then we'll be playing as Dominic Delaney and the Dead Language. Cool. That's so. a great spot. We've played there a few times, and yeah, I really like the vibe. It's very kind of like kind of cosmopolitan feeling, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Well, and so this time, too, we're, uh, they're renting a stage. I don't know if they're really? renting it. Yeah. So it's going to be a stage in the parking lot. Cool. Um and yeah, we're gonna have a bunch of vendors. Salt Cured is gonna come out. Nice. Um, yeah, it's gonna be yeah. a really fun time. Big up Salt Cured. Yeah, yeah definitely. Yeah, I, not- I noticed earlier you had your Salt Cured shirt on. So yeah, yeah, I just got I got this and a couple other ones in the mail, and uh, Neat. they're my go-to like sunglasses too. Yeah. I have like five pairs of the white sunglasses they have. Nice. Oh, that's cool. um, I gotta nice. check those out. I'm obsessed with sunglasses. Yeah, yeah. I see her, I see her great. posting all the time that she's doing her shipments and stuff, and I'm like, man, she's doing all right. Yeah, and I'm, honestly, happy I, for her, man. I, I keep awesome. I keep the bags too because she's got awesome like shipping bags. Oh, they're bags. great. It's got the they're logo great. on them yeah, and everything. Great. It's awesome. But yeah, so then after that, as far as events, uh, I can't say too much about it, but I can definitely say that uh, people should be on the lookout for a Shake Dominic Delaney December tour. Right on, nice. If we can wiggle on one of those dates with Kilbillies, we'd, we'd oh, absolutely dude, love to. definitely. We can talk about that in the future. Absolutely. <laughs> yeah, I'm and trying to manifest it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You and me both, man. I would love yeah. to have you guys on. Yeah, it's cool. as we mentioned earlier. Uh, uh, speaking of the shake, the shake is doing the the live stream this Sunday here yeah, at uh, 
live music community. So make great sure that band. Uh, great band. Yeah, make sure you check it out. And then I believe you're doing a live stream here as well, right? I October am October third, possibly. I think so. Yeah, I okay. think so. <laughs> yeah, yeah. We'll, October we'll something. Com- I'll be we'll here. Confirm that. <laughs> put it in the in the show notes. Just but, come uh, every day in October, just in case. Yeah, I'll just, just in knock case. on the door in the morning. And be like, <laughs> it's today the day. <laughs> Listen, just do a live stream every day in October. It'll be fine. <laughs> the people aren't going to mind. The live streams are really, really good. They're every Sunday evening, and um, and they're a great laugh. Killbillies has done one. We did one way back in um, December of last year, and yeah. I'm going to do one this on October 17th. And nice. it's a really fun way to enjoy music. I think that you know, if you've never checked checked out one of these live music community live streams, you definitely should because uh, I'm going to do one. Justin just doesn't know it yet. Yeah, there you go. I don't know where I'm going to play. Sp- but. Naked spoken word. <laughs> oh, hundred percent. Just get 100%. you a triangle. Yeah. 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 Do there you go. <laughs> oh, you could do like a beat thing. Yeah, you get some bongos and the yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> beat, uh, do the beat Nick thing with a looper. Now, oh, now, now we're talking. Now we're talking. Absolutely. Um, well, and we got uh, Killbilly shows coming up this weekend. We yeah. have uh, Brick and Barrel on Friday, yeah, uh, nine p.m. to midnight. That's right. The food there is really good. If you have never been to Brick and Barrel, come and eat. Also, they have really great cocktails. Yeah, they have some really interesting ones. It's um, it's not really my uh, wheelhouse anymore, but I have heard that they yes. have very nice cocktails. That's over in uh, Abacoa, and and it is a cool spot. Um, and then on Saturday, we are back at the Kilted Mermaid after a long hiatus. A long hiatus. We haven't played there in about five years. Yeah. It's really cool though. If you've never been to that's in Vero, correct? Yeah, it's up yeah. in Vero Beach. Yeah, and it's a uh, it's a little ish place. Um, it's like the opposite of Walking Tree. Walking Tree Brewery, where we usually play in Vero, is enormous. Right. This place is, is really pretty small, but it's just got, packed with character. Do they have air conditioning? They have air conditioning. <laughs> because uh, Walking Tree Brewery does not. <laughs> <laughs> they have huge fans. Though, they do have huge fans. I've never yeah. seen fans. Our biggest enough. fans are at Walking Tree Brewery. <laughs> I was going to say, I heard you guys have huge fans. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, our biggest fans are at Walking Tree Brewery. Um, yeah, so, yeah, so the Kilted Mermaid uh, and Vero, 8 to 11 on Saturday. I'm excited for that one. Yeah, the guy who, uh, one of the co-owners, the, the, it's a husband and wife team who run that place. And uh, and the fella, he always wears a kilt, and he's, he's, he's and like you know DMs like the punk style, you know. That's awesome. Yeah, he's kind of a badass. It's it's a lot of fun. They're both a real hoot, those two, and uh, and I'm pretty sure it's the same people who run it now. And uh, it's a really good laugh. So if you're up in Vero and you want to check out something bohemian, a little bit different, come check out Kilt. Even if you're not in Vero, drive. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> And uh, Dominic, the actual album you're doing your release party on the 18th. On the 18th, yeah. but the actual album drops the 17th, correct? Yes. All right. Correct. So for anybody that's listening, um, what's we're it called? Gonna... The, uh, the marrow in my bones. Oh yeah. Nice, nice. Well, we're gonna put uh, we're gonna put all the links to your website and SoundCloud and the stuff that you have out there now. But we're gonna go ahead and put the pre-save link uh, in the show notes. So anybody nice. that wants to pre-save the album, uh, go to Five Six One Music, listen to this podcast, uh, this episode, and click the link and. Hopefully they'll uh, pre-save it. Hell yeah. Thanks, yeah. guys. I yeah, appreciate absolutely, it. Absolutely, man. It's all no. good, man. So we nice to have you, you on. Yeah, I appreciate you being on here. Yeah, I've been admiring your music from afar for a little while, and um, it's just cool to you know, actually hang out and talk to you. Know, yeah, definitely. Now person. you can admire it from, from close. <laughs> 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 exactly. So, uh, yeah, um, if uh, 
if you haven't already, if you're listening to this and you haven't already, subscribe um, to our YouTube uh, and uh, like the video. It all helps, as I'm sure you know from every yeah. every other single thing like this saying. It all helps with the algorithm and getting us more noticed. Yeah. So and if you listen it. to uh, – if you don't watch the video, if you listen to the podcast on uh, Apple Podcast or on uh, Spotify or anything like that or, any, or wherever you listen to your podcast, uh, um, drop us a review. Um, you know, yeah. Make sure it's five stars. If it's not, don't drop us a review. <laughs> but drop us a review. If every, it's not every, five stars, just text it to us. Right, right. Because right. <laughs> uh, all that stuff, uh, you know, as Ben mentioned, it all helps the algorithm. It helps bump us up a little bit. It helps get us out there a little bit more. Do you guys more. do, like, buttons down here if I stick my finger? Subscribe, yeah, like, and subscribe. Yeah, yep. like, no, no, it's going to be it's there, there. Like and subscribe. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> We're going to have to have him pinging up all over the thing now. <laughs> <laughs> we'll just have one big one in the middle. <laughs> yeah. so. Well, we appreciate you coming out. Ah, it was, thank you it was guys awesome so much for having me. Yeah. Yeah. Nice. Can't yeah. wait to be back with the full band and, and we'll awesome. rock this place. Absolutely. Yeah, sure, man. Awesome. Cool. See All ya. Right, next time.